The bottom line bombs on <laughs> the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet in sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. With that said, let's do it. Start the music for eight seconds, then we go. All right, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs for NFL Week 15. I am CJ Sullivan, your host, comic and picker and tout. Tout, but making fun of touts. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. If you're watching live on YouTube, welcome. So you can do comments and engage. Or if you're listening on the old platforms, that's fine as well. Um, each week, NFL week here, Thursday and Friday, we uh, give you five picks with bits against the spread. That's how we do it for the co- circuit contest, the million contest. We use those lines which come out Thursday morning, circuit lines. Uh, they're picks with bits for tobacco use only. They're uh, a, lot of, a lot of jokes, a lot of, a lot of blabbing, as you'll hear. <laughs> um, and then we also do a man-in-a-box segment. That's what we're going to do. Five picks against spread and a man-in-a-box segment, which you have it. And last week we went four and one, which was good. Like we said, we're focusing up. We've had a rocky season. Kind of a little low, little below 500 still. But last week began the final quarter. Last five weeks. So it's weeks 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. It's a totally different thing, payment. So going four and one, we're going to try to win that. Because we're not winning the overall season. We've uh that's for sure. We're not coming close to that. <laughs> but going four and one helps, even though 200 fucking people went five and oh. This is a tough contest. Anyway, our only loss was Seattle, who got who got beat by Carolina at home. That in the I I'm a little upset about that one because that one seemed that was seemed obvious. It was a late switch to that one too because I wanted to do some soccer bits. But you know when the bits take over the picks, sometimes you can't argue it. But that was like one of those things like you know that line just seemed fishy. Seattle minus three and a half to Carolina. I should have known better. There's nothing worse than a person who acts like they know better though. The condescending like oh. You didn't know that was a trap game. You didn't know Vegas was setting a trap. No, no, I didn't. I didn't know Vegas set traps like that. Their entire business is a trap. The casino is a trap. There's a trap line. Everyone knew Carolina. Carolina. Everyone knew Sam Darnold was going to win the road. No, you didn't. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, we got that lost. But that being said, we are focused in and. Um, we're gonna have another good weekend, but we're not gonna we're, we're gonna learn from our lesson. We're not gonna do the same thing we did uh, the rest of the season where we because we started off winning there as well, well a little bit, but then we just stick with the same process. Now we're gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with the condescending picks. I'm gonna go with the what the hell is this line all about line and just go the opposite way. I think that's the only way to do this. We got to get ahead of the game because nothing makes sense. Um, like I said, we'll give out five new picks here against the spread. Um. And picks with bits will be fun. 
Come on in. And a man in a box segment. Um, tough week here, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I want to say real quick, and uh, one of the games we're going to be tribute to a little tribute to Mike Leach. Let me switch over to the to the wide angle. Jesus, I was locked in the box. That was man in the box early, so we're gonna go lock in where you can see the logo, and you can see the uh, cowbells here, and the Washington State helmet. These are old Mississippi State cowbells. That's for the coach, Mike Leach, who uh, passed away this week at age 61. Sad news, obviously. Uh, friend of the program here at Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Um, he was great. Everyone loved Mike Leach. How could you not? He had a, uh, he had a, he was hilarious. He was a legit comic. As a comic who does picks, I, of course, love Mike Leach because he was legit. He was legit funny. Obviously, everyone's, if you guys actually on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network, uh, Sean Green and, um, Ryan Kramer, the head honchos here, along with Colby Dant, my man, my college football guy, college guy in general, and this hilarious comic. They did a uh, Mike Leach tribute show. You should look it up on SGPN. It's uh, very well done. Must not have been easy for them. They plot a lot of little clips, and it was great. Um, I can't get enough of the Mike Leach clips. Give, keep, keep keep them coming. He had a dry sense of humor. It'd be like people saying, like what people say, uh, <laughs> Anytime you have to put an adjective before your sense of humor, it's usually very passive aggressive. He had a dry sense of humor. You know, he has a dark sense of humor. How can people say that? Twisted sense of humor. A loud sense of humor. It's always, he's got an obnoxious sense of humor. Dry sense of humor just means like, uh, like when Leach did have a very dry demeanor, he's just very monotone and then, you know, subtle, subtle comedy, whatever you want to call it. It's very rare to compliment when they put an adjective before your sense of humor. Everybody says he's a good sense of humor usually means he laughs at my jokes. Oh, he's got a good sense of humor. He enjoys what I say. Twisted sense of humor means you're not funny at all. That just means, <laughs> just, oh, I just like grow, you know, you just like <laughs> offensive things. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean a sense of humor. It just means you like bad, dark things. Not always. You can still have a twisted sense from the twisted mind of Danny DeVito. Remember when he said that for for some fucking movie he was producing? Like, really? Does he have a twisted mind? I didn't realize that. But anyway, Mike Leach was legit funny, and he had a legit dry sense of humor. He's what Bob Knight wanted to be. That's for sure. He was a more affable Bob Knight. But sometimes he he can. See, Phil, <laughs> Leach could say something like, uh, you know, your fat little girlfriends, and it's fine. People are laughing. When Bobby Knight says it, it's, it's hate speech because Bobby Knight's a fucking asshole. Um, Twin Six. Chase Bentley, welcome to the uh, conversation. Um so anyway, uh, we're going to swing the sword, as Mike Leach would say, and get into it. Um, let's see what we get into. Um, that was his. <laughs> that was another thing. His, I think, what was the name of his book? Swing the sword. Swing your sword. He really he liked pirates and animals. We're going to get into that. I want to tribute one. I'm going to tribute one of the game picks of Mike Leach uh, today. And um, yeah, swing the sword. <laughs> Whatever. He just look up his clips. He he tells you how he got. He did this on sixty minutes. Sixty minutes of a thing on him just because of his fucking sound bites. That's how great he was. Anyway, um, let me get into these ad reads and then we'll uh, get into the show here. I, again, I got to stop saying ad reads. I just got to uh, 
Just read them. You know, that's what they want you to do. They want you to read like it's part of your normal life. That's just my dark, twisted sense of humor that I do with these ad reads. Anyway, here we go. There's so much to choose from for WinBet. WinBet is what the sponsors and gets everything you need to win. Get Sign up today, you get $100, and you bet $100, you win $100. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know we sent you. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Must, uh, I just read must read. I'm, I'm really Ron fucking Burgundy in here. Must read. This is a must read part of, the, of that ad. Offer is subject to change. This is the legal department. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where they play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and you certainly do, Listening to my show. Listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Subscribing to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You have a gambling problem. But, like I say, not all problems need solved. Maybe someone else has it. They, they, they have the problem. For them, you call 1-800-522-4700. Report them and say, listen. There's an old Drew Carey joke. He said, yeah, I got a gambling problem. because they, 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 they You see those signs in the casinos everywhere because they have to. You have a gambling problem. Yeah, I got a gambling problem. I got a, I got a twelve here, and the dealer's got a, <laughs> dealer's got a four. What do I do? <laughs> oh, Drew Carey bit before he became a uh, stripper lover game show host. Good. Shout out to Drew Carey. Um, I mean, one more. We're back with Underdog Fantasy too. If you haven't signed up already, you can still get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars when you use the promo code SGPN. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com. Put on a positive match. It's a great for a weekly battle royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. That's a fun game to play off best ball. So the promo code is SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. And finally, one more. And then this is it for the ad reads. We're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. In honor of reaching our 100th episode here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, which we have, um, we're giving a lucky winner a $100 gift card to our merch store. That's great. Go to the, I bought some stuff in the merch store. And actually, a news, Bottom Line Bombs merch is coming to the merch store at SGPN. Isn't that exciting? And some Man in the Box merch. How fun is that? You can wear a shirt with my face on it. This right here. Imagine, imagine this on a shirt telling everyone. A man in the box. <laughs> it's going to sell like hotcakes. All right, back to this. Back to the wide angle. Hotcakes. Hotcakes even fucking sell. Why, why is that still a sale? Get these hotcakes out of here. We can't get enough of these hotcakes. People are buying them left and right because it's the depression. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you win $100, $100 gifts. That's, pre that's pretty good. Get some Christmas gifts. Give them to the family so they can validate why they have concerns and, for you and why you're a disappointment to the family. You give your family Christmas gifts of gambling content. I say go for it. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The deadline to submit is December 20th. The winner will be announced next week. So there you go. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. I don't like us telling you you have to do uh, a five-star review. But at the same time, so I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a force. It's kind of force. 
you want to leave a one-star review? But I'm like, who needs a one-star review? And then uh, lo and behold, I actually got a one-star review last morning, yesterday. Someone listened to the show and decided to give me a one-star review, which is fine. Hey, you're listening. You're a troll. I don't care. You're a troll. If you, if you type in, whatever, let me read it real quick. Jack Bears, J-E-C Bears, <clears throat> or J-E-C Bears on Apple Podcasts. One star, waste of time is the subject of his review. Talking about me. Sullivan just blabs. <laughs> just blabs. That should be my name. Just blabs. That would be a good name. That's a good, that's a good segment, actually. I'm going to add that as a segment about my bombs. Just blabbing here. Hey, I'm just blabbing here, you know? He thinks he's funny. Well, I don't agree with that part. I don't think I'm funny. I think you're funny, uh, JC Bears, for um, <laughs> for writing a review called Waste of Time. I think you're pretty funny. An hour plus pod with maybe 10 minutes of analysis. I doubt I put 10 minutes of analysis in. Dozens of NFL podcasts better than this on Apple. No, there's not, first of all. Just listen to him talk about an elevator experience for five minutes. That's a great review. I can't disagree with any of that. I do just babble. I don't think I'm funny. Hour plus with maybe 10 minutes of analysis. I don't agree that dozens are better. And just listen to him talk about an elevator, an elevator experience. Yes. That's the content that people are looking for out here. Dox him siege, says Ken Barnard. <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> give out the information. It's actually me. I'm the one trying to uh, promote it. I bet there's a lot. I, there's a lot of candidates in my life that would leave me bad reviews. Hey, trolls are all part of it. I love the haters as much as I love the lovers. Haters are real. They listen. Their fans just want attention. These fucking haters. I'm like now. I'm like stern up here. They hate the trolls. They, they listen to me for leaving longer because they want to hear what I'm going to say next. <laughs> hey, you know, like I said, I'm a cross between Jim Rome and Alex Jones. Losing my mind into a microphone. I'm not like Alex Jones. I don't believe in his crazy conspiracy theories. But I do owe a lot of money to people that I'm never going to pay. <laughs> I'm just blabbing here. I'm just blabbing. All right. Let me take an unprofessional swig of Starbucks coffee in honor of Ken Barnard, who likes to make fun of me for that. Welcome into the show. And that's enough of that reviewer. But anyway, go there and get the $100 merch store. Five-star review, December 20th, and we'll announce the winner. And Man in the Box, bottom line, bottom merch coming. Okay, let's start it up. <clears throat> Weird. Boy, he's... <laughs> now that guy's in my head, because I'm looking at the clock. I've just done 15 minutes of just blabbing, and I haven't given out a pick yet. Anyway. Like I said, we're going to start with... Uh, we're going to go this week with, with a lot of crazy lines. Lines that don't make any sense. Because that's how we're going to stay ahead of the curve. We're going 4-1 last week. Instead of going back, you know, regressing to the median, we're going to just make the worst picks we can possibly do. And I think that's how we're going to win this. Miami-Buffalo. There's a lot, three games on Saturday. We're going to do two of them. Miami-Buffalo is the night game. The line is seven. And um, this is a horrible, horrible spot for Miami. This is their third road game in a row. They just played at San Francisco, at Los Angeles on Sunday night. Then they had to fly back to Miami, like at, landed at four in the morning, not to go up to fucking Buffalo and play on a Saturday night. This is a bad spot for them. They look terrible. Tua looks 
as advertised by me, your man in the box, uh, looks horrendous. Uh, he's like uh, tomatoes to me, which is disgusts me. He's just his his passes just repulse me. Um, and now they're going up to cold weather, and that's why I'm back in Miami. <laughs> Because it makes no sense. This slide should be four. Uh, why is it only seven? I guess because Miami was good. Buffalo, and it's a revenge game, too. Because Miami beat Buffalo in Miami uh, earlier in the season. But even though they're outplayed by a lot. But, but Buffalo's slow, slowing down, too. Here's the thing. So everyone loved Miami a little while ago. Now everyone's starting to frown upon them. And now they're putting up... St- now they're, You know, when, when things go bad for someone, everyone's like piling on with stories. You know, like, whoa, now it's fair game. Now I can rip on him. Big guy, Ken Barnard. When Big Ben had his whole, his whole <laughs> problems with sexual assault and rape or whatever he did. Um, that's when all the stories started. Fl- I remember all the stories like started flooding out, like waitresses, like, he didn't tip me. And I was like, all right, okay, he was an asshole. Okay. Like, now they think it's fair game to call him an asshole. So now all these Miami stories are coming out. But they loved Miami. And now they're like, yeah. In the LA game, the charge they played the Chargers. They had heat lamps. Can you believe that? They had heat. They had heat lamps on their sideline. It was only fifty degrees in Los Angeles. So that's the narrative they're pushing this week. How Miami is going to Buffalo, and it's going to be like you know twenty five degrees in Buffalo. If you can't take fifty degrees in LA, first of all, let me tell you something. That was completely justified. There is no colder place in the world than fifty degrees in Los Angeles. I stand by that. It's colder than 25 in Buffalo, no doubt. Because 25 in Buffalo, you know what's coming. You live in Buffalo. It's there. But LA 50, it starts off with 80 degrees in the daytime, and then it just drops 30 degrees. You're like, what What the fuck happened here? Plus, we're all pussies out here. <laughs> that cold blood left me immediately. I used to live in Chicago forever and from East Philadelphia before that. And, uh, you know, I could sleep outside for a week. Now, forget about it. I'm, I'm scarves, heat lamps, bring it all over. I, why am I suffering through 62 degrees? I got a jacket on right now. So I don't blame Miami for having heat lamps. I, I get it. You want to enjoy your experience out there. You're paying $200 for this meal. Give me a heat lamp. So now you're going to Buffalo. So now they're like, oh, well, so people are just, so, so the narrative is so easy that Miami's just going to suffer in the cold weather because Miami's, you know, not used to the cold. First of all, players, no, no players like the cold. Buffalo players don't like the cold. They're all, no one's from, but <laughs> people think the, these players are from the towns they play for. Like it was the fucking fifties or something where you just hired your plumber and they would get a team together and they would work, live all year round in there. No, the second the season's over, the entire bills team gets the fuck out of Buffalo. All right. You think Stefan Diggs loves the Buffalo winners? Everyone's from the South. They're football players. They're all from Florida, Texas, or California. The entire league, except for like fullbacks and guards. They like the snow, you know, a couple white linemen. Everyone else, though, hates this cold. Yeah, but Buffalo's used to it. That's the, that's what they used to tell me. That's what I used to love. When I lived in Chicago, that's what people would say to me. When I'll complain about the winter, like to my sister who lives out here. Like, yeah, you're used to it though, right? You're gotta be used to that winter. You're used to the cold. The bills are used to it. Yeah, you I mean, they're familiar with it, if that's what you mean. 
They know what it feels like. That doesn't mean they like it. They can still hate it. <laughs> yeah, 50 Cent has been shot nine times. He's used to the feeling. He gets it. He doesn't enjoy it, but he's used to it. Nah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he enjoys it, you know. It sells records or vitamin water, whatever the fuck he's selling to be a billionaire. Um, well, the point is, but I love that just because you're used to the winner. Yeah, I'm used to the winner. I'm used to hating the winner. So, oh boy. So I don't even think the Bills, like, we just, because that's the thing. People just assume the Bills play better than Cole because they're, because they live in there. Meanwhile, they have a, uh, they hate running the ball, which is what you tie together with snow and cold. Like, the Bills are not equipped. If, the, if I was the Bills, I, would, I wouldn't even want home field advantage. How's that an advantage? It's playing in Buffalo during January. Fuck this. Miami, we want you to get home field advantage because we want to go down there. We will smoke you down there because they're a better team on a natural playing field. But everyone's going to be freezing. That happened last night. Game, that game versus the Jets last week was unwatchable. They're both fucking hate. The Bills hated the cold. Nah, you love it though. Come on. You love it. Look at you. You're Buffalo. You got wings. You're miserable. You jump through tables. No, our idiot fans jump through tables. They don't know the difference. Like I said, you only, only idiots enjoy that cold weather. Perfect analogy. So, Chase Bentley, thank you. That's a good reference, too, right? 50 Cent. That was, I was, that's current being shot nine times when I wrote that joke. Um, but the point is, seven points. I was wishing I getting seven and a half. It lands only seven on the circuit contest. Oh, well. Um, we're going to take it, though. We're going to take Miami plus seven in the cold because it makes no goddamn, in the worst situation possible for them. Because, you know what? I'm getting used to the feeling. Miami plus seven, detonate it. All right, let's move on to the another Saturday game. We'll, we'll wrap up two Saturday games. Uh, this is going to be my Mike Leach special. Minnesota versus Indianapolis. That is your first game on Saturday morning. Let me get the old cowbell ready. The old Mississippi State cowbell. Look at that. That sounded, oof, what a horrible sound that is if you're listening. Um, like I said, rest in peace. Rest in paradise. I heard LeBron say that about Grant Wall. He always has cool RIP things. Rest in power, rest in paradise. Grant Wall, that was a shady fucking death, huh? Jesus. That writer over in, who died in the World Cup over there in Qatar. He wrote bad about the government, you know, killing people, <laughs> killing workers. They didn't like that. Next thing you know, he died. Okay. They said he had have, have top-notch top uh, medical teams. Meanwhile, they put him in an Uber to the hospital. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Miami, <laughs> we got Miami plus seven. No, Minnesota minus three and a half versus Indianapolis. Three and a half. Like I said about Mike Leach, his press conferences kind of remind me of a man in a box. It's just him talking on a thread of extreme consciousness, and he's doing it to entertain himself. And if you guys are entertained, he doesn't know. He doesn't care. He loved animal mascot predictions. That's that's when the press. I like when the press would try to set him up. They would ask him, like, "Hey, who would win in this animal mascot?" And Leach would go off about animals. I think he grew up near a zoo. Someone said, 
don't know if he did or not. Uh, but he would love the battle of the animals. He'd go through the conferences. There's actually a hilarious clip of uh, Sean and Ryan here from the SCP. They they did the first thing. They asked him to when he went to Mississippi State to go through the SEC of mascots and why the Bulldogs, and he broke down why the Bulldogs would beat every mascot. It's pretty funny because Mike Leach is funny. What's well, funny? Still is. So in honor of Mike Leach, the legend, rest in paradise, I want to break down this Colts-Vikings game via mascot. As much as he was an animal lover, the Colts, which is a horse versus a Viking, which is a, uh, whew, a problematic character in history, the Vikings, Known for their 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 signature move is raping and pillaging. That's yikes! How is that? How are they not canceled? How have we not canceled Vikings? Yeah, it's the white mascots we leave be. Fighting Irish, whatever. They don't care. Who gives a shit? <laughs> whatever. They don't care. They're drunk and they fight people and they're cops. Whatever. Irish. Stop complaining. We're not complaining because we don't know. We were drunk. Vikings the same way, you know. Crusaders, Jesus, I mean, Christians just wiped out people, whatever. So Vikings rape and pillage versus a horse. Normally, Leach would say the horse would have would be the advantage, but I think it's a little different because first of all, where's it going to be? Where's the battle going to be at? Is it going to be on land? That's when the Vikings would come to your land and they come out. I mean, the horse, but if the horse has to go on the boat, if it's a road game, which this is. It's in Minnesota. The horse is at a very, very distinct disadvantage. And now, so the Vikings like to rape and pillage. Are they going to try to rape a horse? Which brings up the question, can you rape a horse? I don't think you can. My partner on the other podcast, Sean Flannery, says you can't rape a horse because if you're having sex with a horse, that horse is letting you. All right? Trust me. That horse doesn't want you to penetrate it. It'll it'll let you know. It'll kick you back through the fucking through the barn. You can't rape a horse. I've told my kids that. Jesus Christ, where am I going on this thing? That started with... Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is exactly how Mike Leach would do a press conference. Now, um... The door to Jerry Sandusky. I'll, 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 I'll save this rant by going even further off the cliff. During Jerry Sandusky's uh, thing, the Penn State, the uh, pedophile linebacker coach or whatever, defensive coordinator. Um, there was that time during the trial where he, his lawyer was on TV all the time. And uh, he would let Sandusky talk. Like he did an interview with Bob Costas and shit like on a Today Show, which no lawyer allows her client to talk while the trial is going on. Cause all, all you could do is hang yourself more, but his lawyer was kind of great. Cause he's like, yeah, you know what, Jerry, <laughs> we're guilty, buddy. You're not, you are getting fucking lit up for this. So go ahead and talk. That's why he was like, go ahead and talk. who cares? Say whatever you want, because it doesn't matter. We are not getting out of this. So that was kind of a fun little month of TV. And, um, obviously a horrible case. I don't have to prefer preference that, but, uh, the one defense they did, I remember when they were like, okay, because the big scene was like the other coach caught him in the shower with a boy in the shower in the locker room. And uh, his lawyer goes, ah, it was, or Jerry goes, it was, Jerry, it was just horseplay. That's what Jerry said. It was just horseplay. You know, he, uh, he wasn't going around. You know, I don't know what he saw. He just saw horse, horseplay. 
the fuck are you talking about? No, that was that was it was man play, Jerry. That was man on a boy play. That wasn't. We would rather of you. That's the thing. Collectively, we would rather have you fucked a horse. We we would have enjoyed horseplay. That would have been a less of a crime, fucking a horse, than doing the man play on a boy. Because, like I said, you can't rape a horse. The horse allows it. You can't the boy. Anyway, this is my tribute to Mike Leach. <laughs> I like Chase's comment, perfect analogy, just sitting up there, because that's what it is. Um... Horseplay. Hilarious. Dear Lord, Jerry. Anyway. Um, so that affects the Vikings and the Colts. You can't rape a horse. The Vikings rape and pillage. There's a lot of there's a lot of the R word. I just realized that. And I know it probably should have done a trigger. Trigger! The man in the box is talking raping of horses. Hear ye, hear ye. I decree. He's just blabbing. Um Anyway, let's just get out of this. I can't, I don't know how, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Point is, uh, Jeff Saturday and the Colts are still terrible. The Vikings, we, we faded them last week and we were correct. Now they're not, now they're getting zero credit for them. to be only laying three and a half or a horrendous Colts team at home on a Saturday morning. It's kind of a value there. So we're going to go with Vikings for the Mike Leach special Vikings over horses. Bomb it. Jesus, I don't know where, how did I get, how did I get there? I feel like Louis C.K. doing his fucking pedophile monologue on Saturday Night Live. I was like, oof, we got over that. We got, we got through it. I don't know if we did get through it. I don't know if you guys got through it. Uh, oh, new, uh, new commenter here. We got B. Petrovka. What's B. Petrovka say? He wonders, <laughs> that's pretty funny. He wonders if town criers were beaten often back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing with town criers. Not only were they loud and they wake you up with that bell coming through a horse, um, they would always bring bad news. Always, that's where shoot, the, that's where don't shoot the messenger comes from, B. Petrovka. Of course I got beaten up. Town criers were shot in the face. Hey, I'm just a messenger. Yeah, you're the messenger, but you're waking me out of bed. And there's no going back to sleep in 1765. You can't just, there's no snooze button back here. Back here in the 18th century. Anyway. So, yes. Uh, Petrov could answer your question. Really dig into the. <laughs> really dig into the hear ye part. Um, anyway, next game. Uh, Jets, Detroit. Speaking of which, I don't know why that's speaking of which, but this line is a pick them. All you gotta do is pick the winner. Jets versus Detroit. Now there's another, there's one we're going to go against the grain as well. Not against the grain. Detroit, just an extremely hot team. Everyone loves Detroit right now. And we did last week. And the Jets, they were hot for a little bit, but then they got a little banged up and they had a tough game versus the Bills last week. But they got, I don't, I don't know. So this is a pick em game. We're going to go with the Jets here because it makes no sense. It makes sense, but here's my, here's my going with it. Uh, 
the Jets, they have two they have two more disillusional coaches here. Robert Sally for the Jets. After they lost to the Bills last week, he goes, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to see those Bills again, meaning we're going to play them in the playoffs. And I like any time a coach makes a statement like that, <clears throat> and like the press doesn't know whether to laugh out loud. Wait, is he joking or is he being, is he being serious? What do you... Um, Coach, what you do you mean you're gonna see them on TV, right? That's where you're gonna see the Bills again because they're gonna be the one seed, and we're probably not even, you're probably not even gonna make the playoffs. No, no, we're gonna see them on a field. Really? Okay. All right. Tell your players that. They got uh, what was it Mike White, my quarterback. This this is a match. This was and Detroit comes in extremely hot. And now everyone loves Detroit now. Jared Goff, this is a comeback player of the year uh, battle. Comeback player of the year is my, one of my favorite awards because it's usually a guy, it's a guy coming back from either a horrible injury or just being a terrible player. And this year, the two front runners, it was Geno Smith for a while, the quarterback for Seattle. He's still got a, pretty much locked up. But now Jared Goff is making a run for it. Because Jared Goff's having a great year for Detroit. And <laughs> he's battling Geno Smith for comeback player of the year. And so now so now Geno Smith and Goff are in battle, not for how good they're doing this year, per se, because they're both having good years. But they have, to, they have to argue how bad they used to be in the previous seasons, which is a fun debate to have on why you deserve an award. Goff's like, I was the number one overall pick. Cal Berkeley, Aaron Rodgers said I was his godson. I was terrible. You know how they traded me, the Rams traded me, and then they immediately won the Super Bowl. Immediately. All they did was replace me with an old fucking Stafford. That's how bad I am. Geno Smith's like, hold my... I don't like saying that, hold my beer. People think hold my beers is a punchline on Twitter. Anyway, Gino says, hold my knee brace. I'll show you a fucking comeback. I've disappointed six organizations. Everywhere I go, fans hate me. They know if they start me, they've given up. When Seattle said they were starting Gino Smith at the beginning of the season, I was like, what the fuck? So we're not even going to try this year? But then he was good. That's a fun argument. Who was worse in their career? Who's a bigger disappointment? So who gets a trophy for coming back? The rest is just injuries. That's why Brian Robinson was my dark horse. He's the running back for the Redskins who got shot in a drive-by or got robbed. He got carjacked and shot. Almost died. Came back. Hasn't even played a game. <laughs> He's a rookie. That'd be an amazing comeback. What do you come back from? Getting shot. Never played yet, but. How'd you give it to fucking Jared Goff over a guy who got shot? I don't care if he's never played. And now you got Zach Wilson. He's trying to win the comeback play. He's setting himself up nicely for a comeback player of the year, wherever he goes next year, because he's the quarterback. He was drafted number two overall. And uh, first people loved him in the offseason when he slept with Stacy's mom, his, his mom's friend. Everyone loved him. And now, now that he's terrible at football, they hate him. And they're like his backup, Mike White. And they're like, oh, he's a family man. They're writing him up. It's like all these, how he loves his wife and kids. He's not, he's not the creep banging his mom's friends. I thought you liked that. Yeah, we did when we thought he was cool, but now he can't play quarterback. 
So this is a future comeback player of the year award, which Mike White is setting him up for. I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is, Jared Goff coming back from being terrible. Versus Geno Smith was terrible. So he actually, and people, so what you, what you can't forget is that he actually, he's got a lot of terrible in him. He's still got a lot of terrible to go. And uh, <laughs> and Jared Goff on the road in bad conditions. I Jared Goff, unlike my Miami analysis and cold weather, Jared Goff legitimately hates cold weather. He's he's like I, I just don't do this. I'll, he only plays in Detroit because they have a dome. He just anytime there's bad weather, I just no, I won't participate. This Lions team scores like thirty five points a game. They go up to New England. A month ago, zero. Why? Because golf, I, I refuse. I refuse to play anything under 40 degrees. So that's what's happening in New York this week. So we're going to go with the Jets as a pick em for the comeback player of the year, Mike White. Bomb it. Couple of your comments real quick. Brian Petrovka says there's always been someone named Mike White creeping around the NFL. <laughs> That's hilarious. There is true. There's always a Mike White. Now he's a quarterback. He's a running back. There's a what is it, a West Virginia quarterback named Mike White as well. White Lotus says Mark Van, a very helpful comment there. People, Jesus Christ, are people talk about this White Lotus show on HP. I can get into that. It's the Twitterverse and all that when they when they hype up shows. They they're not that these shows aren't that good. They just want to talk about things and they want, they want these things to be good and they have nothing fucking else going on in life. Or they love people that, that are in it. I like when people promote shows that their friends are in. They would never, you know they would never watch. But it's just to promote themselves. White Lotus. Whatever. I, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't get into it. But, there's, but I, I, one thing I do know about White Lotus, there's no way it's as good as what people are saying it is. There's no way. It's, impo it's impossible. Wait till you see the ending. I don't want to show two. I got to wait till the ending for the good part. Yes, the first season's bad, but then it picks up in the second season. No, no, not exactly the first half of the second season, but once you get through the 12 episodes, then it rolls into... Okay. Go ahead and spoil that one for me. White Lotus, you can go ahead and spoil that for me. I don't care. No, I don't want to spoil. No, spoil. Please. You're not spoiling anything. What you're doing is saving me time. Jeff Klinger joins the conversation. He says, this show took my account from $400 to $407 in just six weeks. <laughs> I like that. Would you, would you put it in a savings account? <laughs> Dollars, not thousands. I, I get it. We get it. He, then he goes ahead and explains his joke. We, we, we got it, Jeff. Dollars, not thousands. That should be that should be the name of uh that should be the name of the show. <laughs> All right, let's move on. You guys are wasting my time. Speaking of dollars, not thousands, Las Vegas Raiders <coughs> and Brian Petrov. Uh They play New England this week. Line is a pick'em as well. Another pick'em game. I like I like these pick'em games. They're fun. No spread. Can, no spread can hurt you except for except for uh, a tie. Uh, Las Vegas is another dead team, dead players, dead team. So that's another reason why these are all obvious picks. Like if you're just looking at it, like, well, you, you don't, you would take new England cause they're in the playoffs and Las Vegas is dead, right? They just let Baker Mayfield beat them. 
after two days of practice. So that's all you hear in the media is like, well, Vegas fade Raiders are dead. They're, they're quitting. Uh, the, the general public in the media and all these guys, they, I like, they can never fathom why professional athletes don't quit. <laughs> like, well, why are they continuing after losing that game? I mean, they got it at speed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're upset for a day, but then they get rid of it because they're professional athletes. There are things you wouldn't, you can't comprehend. They, yeah, they have a short memory. They have no memory because they're fucking psychos. They're absolutely roided up psychos going out there. They're not going to be thinking about the Baker Mayfield game. Well, they are thinking about it, but they're thinking about it in a good way, is my theory. Because this would be the trifecta of embarrassing losses that, that you know what, you probably should quit. Zero, zero tie for traffic says. That'd be fun. Because um, the Raiders have, Raiders have had some embarrassing, some really bad losses. They're a playoff team. They lost. It started off when they lost to Jeff Saturday, his coaching debut, when he went right from ESPN, like a Whoopi Goldberg movie, one weekend and out coached, <laughs> out coached Josh McDaniels. That was embarrassing. The Colts haven't come close to being a football team since beating the Raiders. Then they lost to Baker Mayfield on a Thursday night game when Baker Mayfield had two days of practice. What I loved about that game, though, the Ra- I mean, the Raiders did choke that game away. They were hilarious. But what Baker Mayfield did there by having two days of practice and winning an NFL game was just, just, just shows that all this year-round involuntary workout playoffs, all that means, that's what means is bullshit. It's all, none of it means anything. Just go out there and fucking throw it up. Why, why is everything so complicated? But if you let Baker Mayfield beat you like that, that's bad. So now the ultimate, even more embarrassing, if they lose this week to New England with Matt Patricia calling plays for the Patriots, that's the trifecta. Everyone's talking about the Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels, like the mentor and the mentee, whatever the hell that is. I don't even, I don't care about all that shit. Bill Belichick Continuing to have Mike Patricia play, call their plays is mind-boggling. I don't know what he holds over, what fucking pictures he has of him. I mean, he already didn't they already catch Belichick sleeping with a secretary or some kind of affair or whatever? What does Patricia hold over while he's playing? He's never called plays. Whatever. And you could tell Mike Patricia's never called plays because all he does is do that one single screen swing pass. Every That's all he does. That works. Whatever. We'll do that. Like the old Tecmo Bowl, the Mark Bavaro play. You just throw it to Mark Bavaro every time when that cut, when you, he'd go up and out, and you couldn't stop it. It was like a glitch in the computer. You could put all 10 of your defenders, because the one computer guy is going to fly off, on Mark. You, can, you could pick the play. You only had four plays to pick from a Tecmo Bowl. So you pick pass two, which is B down. <laughs> Amazingly, you couldn't get eight plays in the original Tecmo Bowl. Super Tecmo, when they gave you eight plays, that was mind-boggling. That was like, wow, we got a game here. So you picked the Mark Bavaro. So Tecmo Bowl, you had four plays, if you don't remember the original one. You pick a play on defense, they pick a play on offense. And if you pick the same play, which you had a 25% chance of doing, it was an all-out jailbreak. No one picked, no one blocked anyone. Everyone just full blitz, ball would pop in the air. It was devastation. But there's a couple plays, Cap Bozo for the Bears as well. 
at a slant where even if you picked the play and all the defenders rushed a guy, you couldn't stop it because you, you caught it while he hit that little leg. Anyway, Mark Bavaro, man amongst boys. Always good to give a Mark Bavaro shout out. Um, I was talking with uh, Ryan Kramer, Giants fan. He's Mark Bavaro, of course, Giant legend. Actually, he played for the Eagles too toward the end of his career. And that's what I thought Jeremy Shockey was going to be in the next Bavaro, but he was, he was fun. There was a picture of him fucking Mark Gassino's daughter in some club in New York. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Vegas Patriots. McDaniels. See, McDaniels would just host. Belichick coming to Vegas is like McDaniels hosting his dad coming in. Belichick in Vegas is like a his conventions. He'll probably have a name tag around his neck the entire time, go to convention centers and some swingers fucking festival. Festival? Do swingers have festivals? <laughs> they have conventions. They have code languages. Learn that the hard way. Pineapple's a big thing for swingers. I had these uh, sneakers that had pineapples on them, and I found out the hard way that meant swingers. It means you're open for business. Not the hard way. <laughs> the semi-hard way. <laughs> Woo! Come on! I think I'm funny. What are you? What's that reviewer talking about? I I don't think I'm funny. I know this shit, motherfucker. Imagine, imagine if I actually thought that. Yeah, I know I'm funny. There are comics like that. Uh, there's a story about Dane Cook when he was doing uh, Crank Yankers. Someone asked, someone was trying to have a conversation with him, like, "What would you do if you weren't a comic?" I don't know. Like. Would be a way to, I'd be the funniest fucking lawyer in the realize or whatever. Okay. Just trying to have a conversation. Anyway, let's uh let's detonate that new bomb. Las Vegas over the Patriots is a pick'em. Bomb it. The Raiders. Uh <laughs> television flat screen. Petrovka, the big Raider fan. Bonus bomb lock for tonight. I'll get into the I'll I'll give you one out later. Screen on top of the monitor. What are you talking about? Oh, the Batman. Yeah, sure. And picks. Uh tonight's game, if for the live YouTubers, that's a tough one. They don't know how Brock Purdy's gonna play. I don't mind Josh Johnson, though. Minus three. Um Yeah, that's a trap line, too. You would think San Fran would kill him, but I don't know. I don't I'd lean Seattle. To be honest with you. Actually, I'd, I'd lean some props. If I was, was going to go anything, I'd go Tyler Lockett or Metcalf. Get those guys over. So they're going to hit. They're going to hit. That's your bonus bomb for that. Anyway, let's move into. Whew, boy, that was four. We're swinging this. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to say swing the sword for that, but I already did my Mike Leach tribute. <laughs> I mean, how much tribute does Mike Leach need? You know, he'd be sick of it. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeary, yeary. Swing the sword for the Raiders. Um, real quick, the four bombs we've given out so far is Miami, plus seven. In the cold weather. Minnesota, minus three and a half. Jets pick them. Raiders pick them. And now the final bomb. Cincinnati versus Tampa Bay. The line is three and a half. This is the ultimate. What in the world is this point spread? So that's why we're going to go with. Cincinnati looks great. One of the best teams in football. Tampa Bay looks absolutely fucking terrible. They just lost by 28 to Brock Purdy for crying out loud. Speaking of quarterbacks tonight. 
So this is an easy. Everyone's like, well, that's easy. Cincinnati, right? Well, then that's what you got to look at. This looks. This line looks ridiculous. So we're going to go Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Why? Basically just on that. You lose by 28 to Brock Purdy, and you're only, and you're only getting three and a half versus the Bengals, AFC representative who looks like the Super Bowl team right now. It just doesn't make sense. So we're going to go Tampa Bay plus three and a half here. We got uh, anytime. I like to, it's obviously a buy low situation on Tampa Bay who looks terrible. They look broken. They have no, I mean, everything about them looks broken. Now these stories are coming out. These stories, are, like I said, it's just like that Roethlisberger. Like people like to pile on and they throw out stories. You can't talk shit about Brady until there's a crack. And now that he's, they're losing, they want him to retire. Like, all right, this has got to be the end. All right, how about these stories? Story came out this week that he's changing, not just plays, he's changing the entire scheme the night before in the hotels with his receivers. And the coaches don't find out about it until the game starts. What? There's no way that's true. Was this like any given Sunday? He's changing the plays, coach. I didn't know that. How do you not know that? You're the fucking coach. You didn't see how the play was different than the one you called? What kind of coach are you? If anything, that's just that's that's how what a terrible coach you are. Not that Willie Beeman or whatever and Brady are switching plays. You think Tom Brady's having Russell Gage and Mike Evans in his hotel room, Chris Godwin. All right, here's what we're really going to do tomorrow, guys. What a made-up story. Who, who fucking, who would even leak that? How is that story made? And who, who's leaking it? It sounds like an Antonio Brown story, if you ask me. So anyway, that's that's completely made up. It's, impo- it's impossible. There's a way to make this complicated off, although it does show how bad Brian Leftwich and uh, Todd Bowles is. This is bad. The conference room at a hotel. First of all, first of all, Tom Brady's not even staying at these hotels. Tom Brady's on a. <laughs> Tom Brady's got a. He's got a lot more to deal with. He's got dueling War of the Roses mansions. War of the Roses going on with uh, with Giselle. A media story. This speaking of sports media. Yeah, we're live, Kyle Bowl. Kyle Bowl wants to know if we're live. All these people, I love all your commenters coming in here, but uh, make your comments fucking helpful, will you? Speaking of Kyle Bolin, though, as we uh, thank you for the logo. It's him right there. See, there's the bottom line bombs, which will be on the merch store pretty soon. Big story in the sports media world was the Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Skip Bayless crossed the line, apparently, with Shannon Sharp. It started off with him. Skip Bayless doing his routine thing. Him and Shannon Sharp do a debate show. Skip Bayless created all this, by the way. You're Stephen A. Smith and all this shit. And then, uh, I don't know what he was attacking. I don't even know. I watched part of the clip. He was attacking Shannon Sharp, saying, Well, you're not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the best. He's better than you, which is really a weird thing to say. But <laughs> he's like, He's better than you. And Shannon Sharp's getting angry. And Shannon Sharp took off his glasses, which, which meant business. Apparently, when he went to. When a big man takes off his glasses, that means business. And uh, Skip got a little too comfortable, a little too cocky. He's respected in that culture, if you will. And he got a little too cocky with him. And he crossed the line and goes, put your glasses back on, which is the equivalent of saying boy, I guess. So he didn't like that. Twitter didn't like that. Black Twitter didn't like that. All of that. No one liked that. Which I'm not going to defend Skip Bayless. Uh, because he's, you know, he made his bed. Doing his career, he made his bed. He's, it's terrible. 
I do find it weird how people criticize Skip Bayless and not Stephen A. Smith now. Now Stephen A. Smith has a thing where they accept they accept accept him for like, oh, he's doing performance art. What the fuck do you think Skip Bayless is doing? Skip Bayless created Stephen A. Smith. He's the one who taught him this. They're they're fucking brothers. They don't mean anything they say. That's the whole point. The whole shock shock things. So when he's saying this shit to Shannon Sharp, like, ah, Tom Brady's better than you. He doesn't, he doesn't care about any of this. He's just saying, they just say shit. So then he got a little cocky. He got cocky with the whole culture. Thinking he could say anything. And he realized you can't. There's certain things you can't. There's certain things that, and I get it. He doesn't know. Oh, oh that's, that's stepping over the line. Put your glasses back on. I didn't, I didn't know. Don't you know that everything I say is bullshit? It's like when a um, it's like when people make fun of like superhero movies that flop. You know, I never do. Like let's say the Green Lantern or some shit. I don't know, whatever. And like ah, that movie bombed. Well, how how are they supposed to know that you guys were not going to like that bullshit movie, but you're going to like this bullshit movie? Oh, I didn't know you're not going to like Eternals, but you like. Uh, you know, Avengers. It's all bullshit. What? Who's drawing the line here? We don't know. We're throwing shit again. You like the other shit? You don't like this shit? Okay, fine. What they make fun of us for? You act like there's a science to this. It's all terrible. I saw Avatar last night. I guess that's what I was getting into. <laughs> oh, man. Avatar, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it because... Uh, there's nothing to there's nothing to get into. It's just a game. It's a video game. It's a fun ride. I went to the bathroom. Like I'm not gonna miss anything. I I loved. Didn't care. There's nothing like a movie going to the bathroom where like you not a care in the world. You're gonna miss a plot line. Like I'm gonna come back. This shit's gonna be going on. It'll, it'll still be going on. The way of water. No beginning. No end. Yeah, just like the movie. There was no end. But <laughs> where was I? Oh yeah, superhero movies that flop. Skip <laughs> telling Shannon Sharp to put his glasses back on. Hey, you fucked up there. I could tell. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get. I've been there before. Though you get cocky with it, and you you get checked real quick. You know, you're not that cool with them. With the culture, skip. So watch your mouth. No, uh, they'll watch him again. I mean, whatever. I don't understand. He he makes clips so you will share it online, so you will hate him. That's his whole thing. And he did push it too far. Anyway, we're going with a, uh, as they would say here, Sean Green, Ryan, a hold your nose special, look away, Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Bomb it. Oof, that's a great bomb effect. So to break down all five bottom line bombs, we have Miami plus seven, Minnesota minus three and a half, Jets pick them, Raiders pick them, Tampa Bay plus three and a half. And now we will switch over to the box. Welcome to the box. <laughs> Let me look at some comments real quick. We got, uh, oh, we have Kyle Boland and Mark Vanna talking with each other. That's great. You guys have your own conversation. No need to text each other. Have a conversation in my YouTube comment threads while I'm doing a live show for a worldwide audience. I'm just blabbing here. Who am I kidding? Just blabbing. Sir blabs a lot. Oh, that was the review I got written. A one-star review of just blabbing. Um, all right. 
Let's get into the man in the boat. Well, how much time have we done? Let's take a look at that first. Before, oh, Jesus, 57. Yeah, I'm, that guy's right. An hour plus pod, and I barely do 10 minutes of analysis. I just blab. Let's do the man in the box. I don't want to get too into Avatar, although I kind of did get into Avatar, didn't I? <laughs> it was an enjoyable time. I didn't mind. You know the best thing about uh, watching the Avatar sequel last night? It didn't make me want to see the first one at all. It could I could have watched the second one before the first one. It would have made a complete same sense. It doesn't matter. It's all just and, and he's gonna make four more of these. He said he's gonna he's gonna James Cameron's gonna bludgeon us with four more of those avatars. Well, this was the this was the way of the water. Now we gotta do the way of the snow and the mud people and the hail. It's basically the postman. Just fucking call it the postman, Jim. <laughs> anyway, like I said, enjoyable. Five out of five. It puts you. To, we could put you. I, I can see that putting me to sleep. I can't wait. That's all I want for a movie and TV show. Knock me out. Knock me out. All right. Well, let's get into the segment. I guess. Man in the box. Cow. No, it's okay. You came in late, Kyle. It's fine. We can once the show this. YouTube page stays up there forever. You can always go back and watch it. It's great. Um, it's great. <laughs> it's great. What I want to get into, I guess. <coughs> people are giving me uh people are giving me um suggestions for Man in the Box. That's how that's how big this show is growing. People are giving me suggestions. Um, someone uh, suggested to uh, the new uh, tipping on iPad thing. They had this in Starbucks today. You know, tipping is becoming everywhere. It's becoming a, it's becoming an epidemic. It really is becoming a problem. You know, when you pay for something with the iPad, then they flip that iPad around and like, do you want to tip? Tip? Tip for what? I never, I never tip for this. And the reason why there's a problem, I won't get too into that. And like, listen, these people all deserve their money, but why are, why are we funding these people? It's these fucking owners and they get us fighting with each other. It's just like the flight attendants. They get us fighting with flight attendants. It's the airlines that cramp us in there and treat us like animals. And they get the tensions high. So now, ever since the pandemic, these restaurant owners and all these owners, they don't want to pay their staff, so they put it on us. So they make, so they try to guilt us. It's just like the littering. <laughs> in the 70s, when uh, littering was a problem, it was actually a company, it was actually the fucking... Coca-Cola and all these things that would make glass bottles and shit and cans and the, they would make the cans, which was cheaper. And that was the that was the fucking that was the actual problem. But then they blamed people for littering and then we're like, yeah, we're all pieces of shit for littering. And that was like a, a fraction of the problem. It was the cans. Anyway. It doesn't stop with the you know what? Right, the iPad tipping where you don't tip, that's ridiculous. I can zone that out. Also, do you want to round up and fucking you want to, they don't don't fall for that scam either. The charity. Round once you round it up, we'll give the charity. No, because then you write it off. <clears throat> you should be donating this. Why are we doing everything for you? Where we gotta pay for everyone. I don't like you know you know what you just grown to? Now the servers too. The, and I want to pay the servers. I want the servers to get money. But then they now they start tacking on that uh, kitchen fee or the staff fee. Four percent. It was another one. It was like four percent. I love the kitchen. Like, what is this? What's this five dollars? Oh, it's you know it goes to the kitchen. Well, who the why isn't your owner paying this? Who does the owner pay? 
Well, we can't help afford. No, he can. He just can't afford his third house if he doesn't pay the staff. So we got to pay everybody. Do we have to pay for the fucking inventory too? You want me to go back and pick up a shift? Jesus Christ! I had a club sandwich. I gotta. I gotta pay. I gotta pay for Pedro to stack up a club. Well, I went to a at the Penmar. Went around golf with Christopher. Need a little cafe. We go, yeah, anything else? She goes, yeah, just a, I go, yeah, just a check. She goes, all right. Uh, she starts going like this. Uh, $49.50. And then just stares at me and pulls up her thing. What? And she's staring. Oh, okay. Can you back off? What do you mean? Let me talk to the people I'm with here, how we're going to do this. And oh, Okay, do you need time? Yeah, I need more than time. I, I like First of all, I'd like to see a f- proof of this. She doesn't print anything out. She just goes. <laughs> she just goes forty nine fifty. What? What? I, I think I don't believe you. I think you're lying. Let me. See, I want to look at things. Show me your iPad at least. Show me. Show me the number. Don't just say a number. Then they stare at you. Sometimes they'll do that. They'll put the thing down in front of you, and you got to sign the tip while they're looking over. Like what? Get out of here. You make me want to do a worse step. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The whole thing of the printed out check, so I can look at it. I say, mm-hmm, okay, that adds up. I bet you know. I bet they had one of those kitchen fees. They were hiding it because they know how fucking shamed and how illegal all this stuff is. This has got to stop. What I'm trying to say, we're funding the entire restaurant business, the diner business. <laughs> Shadow box at the beginning of Man in a Box, says Brian Petrovka. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for all for joining. Uh, oh, man. Well, that's over an hour three. I don't even know what I was talking about there. What was I talking about? No, these checks. This fucking kitchen fee. Get out of here. You can't afford. The owner should be. Listen. I don't, having the whole gratuity conversation is a whole different thing. It's a system. We all know the system. We wish it was different. We wish we wish the owner could pay them too. How'd they get away with that, by the way? How'd they get away with this to begin with? How'd they hire all these waiters and waitresses and they don't have to pay them? We do. Oh boy. And now we got to pay now we have to pay for the whole fucking business. And this owner just sits there. Oh, nobody wants to work. Okay. Nobody wants to work because you're not paying them. That's why. Pay them and don't want to work. Nobody wants to work for free anymore. I don't get it. Why don't, wanna, why don't people want to help my dream out in the business that I run for free? It's weird. Shake my head with this society. They don't want to work for me. For they don't want to help me get where I want to go and me only. These goddamn fucking kids. <laughs> Ken Barnard says the waiter brings over the electric bill. <laughs> That's what is it? I mean, what's next, right? That's basically what it comes down to. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's uh, Man in the Box and the Bottom Line Bombs. Um, follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan Was Taken. Listen to my other podcast, The uh, Blackout Diaries, that I do with Sean Flannery. 
a drinking storytelling show, also very fucking hilarious. We have Mike Bridenstein on this week. He tells a very great story. Um, but Sports Gaming Podcast Network, make sure you subscribe to this, of course. Check out their Mike Leach tribute show. Like I said, it was pretty, pretty, pretty goddamn great. The boys did a good job. But uh, thank you for all the commenters. Kyle Bolins, Ken Bardarch, Brian Petrovka, Chase Bentley, Jeff Cleggers, Mark Vannis. You're all out there. No spam bots this week. Although, last week we got some uh, porn spam coming in the comments, which I was told is a good sign by the by the big head, the wigs here. They said that means your show's got some buzz and there's some. they think it's, you know, worthy of spamming. The hot single, the hot singles in my area. Like I said, at my age, I'm more interested in hot Pringles in my area. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this week's bottom line bombs. And uh, thank you and good night. Good night. I forgot to tell you to enjoy the games. That's always the most important part. Oh, actually, I want to give a final shout out to that, the fucking user commentator as well. One last, one last uh, user commentator. Um, what was his name again? J.E.C. Bears, who says, Sullivan just blabs. He thinks he's funny. Just listen to him talk about an elevator experience for five minutes. Just blabs. Sir blabs a lot. Heary, heary. Bottom line, Bob. Techno. Techno.